three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dalton Edwards Effect. This is a Saturday episode. I am here today with my cousin, the great, magnificent Zach Haslow. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. I'm just hanging out at home. Right on, right <laughs> on. Uh, this episode, I'm not joined by uh, my roommates, unfortunately. Uh, Brent is in Fairbanks, Alaska, for some other reason. He's doing work. And uh, my other roommate, Alex, unfortunately caught coronavirus, so... Hopefully he'll be all right. But either way, I'm here live with uh, through a video call with you because you are far away, far away from me. Yep. Uh, yeah, I live it. I live in Eugene, Oregon. So it's probably a lot nicer than being in Alaska, right? A lot more warm. Uh, I mean, it's it was 40 today. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's becoming winter, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Alaska's not actually as cold as it used to be. I feel like. Yeah. Well, climate change. Yeah. I mean, that's what we were talking about. That the like, I think our first podcast was like, right now the, the roads are really icy, but they're not like slippery because it's like they're not like they're not like, cold yet. It's not it hasn't yeah. been that cold. But, but I remember like when we were kids, like it would be like mm -hmm. Halloween night. There'd be like three feet of snow. And yeah, now, and, and now like it doesn't like snow hard until like December almost. Right. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Nuts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I feel like it'll fluctuate because Alaska's just weird like that too. It'll kind of go through like a ten year period where it's kind of doing what it's doing right now and then it goes back to normal um but yeah, i don't know it's weird but um what, what's the weather there um i mean right it's it's cold it's really windy i, I is mean it? yeah okay. I, mean, I mean the area i live in is i live in kenai and for those that don't know kenai is a town that has a lot of wind because it's near yeah, the, it's, near the it's ocean. a coastal town yeah it's near the ocean so like you know me and alex will be in the living room watching like tv at night and then we'll just hear like the wind like shaking the building almost like, yeah. there's a couple of nights where we were, you know, there's a tree. It's kind of like, someone needs to cut it down. It's kind of, like, starting to fall. But, like, we heard it oh. cracking. And we, like, mm -hmm. we thought, we, like, jumped up. We, like, got away from the couch. And we were like, is there, like, this tree going to go through our apartment? <laughs> like, like the, that we looked we looked in the morning, but the tree isn't, like, close enough to, like, fall through the apartment. It, like, it would end yeah. before it got there. But, like, it was scary because, like, you just hear the cracking and you're like, what the fuck's going on, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but right now you're going through... Um, Becoming a independent artist, is that correct? I mean, yeah, I'm Musician. trying to. Yeah, and you have some songs on Spotify. So, like, what is what's the I process? Uh, like, like step by step, like going through like making music, putting mm -hmm. it on Spotify. You know, trying to get your your brand and your your music out there for everyone to hear. Uh boy. Um, I guess what I do. My, I guess the very first thing, like the in terms of conceptualizing a song is um if i i'll get like a melody in my head and then i'll just go and record it on my phone and i have to record it right then so i could be it'd be like the middle of the night and i could wake up and record it like bedside or like at work i'll have to sneak off into the bathroom and go record it like just like hum it into the into my phone or i'll forget it so i have to, that's the one of the biggest things that i've been doing the past year anyways is doing that um just because melodies help me figure out what lyrics are going to be um so that's 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 probably the first thing I do in terms of conceptualizing music is is making some sort of a melody line for the uh, for the vocals. Um, so I, I guess that's step one. After that, I kind of sort through the ones that I like and the ones that I are like, eh, I don't really know where I was going with this. And then I'll take out one that's like my favorite and I you know kind of get some inspiration from. And then I'll start writing um, some lyrics and then I'll kind of have a production idea in my head. Um, so then I try and just lay that down um, 
in the software I use um, for music production. Um, and how many so, songs? How many songs do you have on Spotify right now? I only have two on Spotify right now. Okay. Um, but that's because I've kind of, I've, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess I've uh, I've veered away from doing EDM and I've been working on like pop music. Um, so I've I've produced EDM for probably almost ten years. Um, Getting close. I think when I'm 24, it would be 10, 10 years of music production. Yeah, um, I remember you were making that music on like your laptop um, when we were in high school. Yeah. So it's been a yep. long time. I, mm-hmm. I started when I was 14. Um, so yeah, 24, I'll, that'll be 10 years um, of music production. But I started writing pop music about a year and a half ago. Um, I So Animal, my first release for like my pop uh um, persona, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it, it's the first song I've ever written. Mm-hmm. That was the very first like song where I've ever written lyrics for a song. That must have been like a big change it. from going for like yeah, music no, absolutely, to... totally different. Well, because I, I actually I went to a recording studio and paid to have that song produced. Um, so I produced the backtrack and then I went and recorded it in the, in the studio, and um, I had them master it and everything. Um, so that's probably the most like experience I have with like professional music production i guess um and what was, what was really that fun. experience like like going to the like a studio instead of oh you know, because like, like i said you're like started making music on your laptop right mm-hmm. like yeah. and then eventually like later on you're like you're finding yourself in a studio it must have been like really crazy experience to like well it was, it was yeah it's very different well this, it, it wasn't like a big you know budget studio or anything like that it's it's just a small studio that was in boise um but uh their name is 208 Music, if anyone wants to know. If you live in the Boise area. Um, the guys that work there are pretty cool. Um, they're the guys that run the place uh, that are pretty cool. But, um, yeah, it's just a very different experience because, like, I had never really recorded vocals. Um, and I'm still really new to recording vocals. So I figured it was probably better to put that in somebody else's hands um, and let them do it because I had no idea what I was doing. I knew what I wanted it to sound like, though, so I gave them a lot of direction. But in terms of the actual process of, like, they need to tell me when I need to belt and embellish and, you know, and, like, oh, we need to add this. Here. You think you should add this here, that kind of thing. Like, having that guidance from an engineer was really helpful. Um, so because I, I feel like there's a point in your music career or in your music um yeah, in your music experience as a musician where you're like, all right, I kind of need some collaboration, whether that is like I need someone to tell me, you know, what sounds good and what doesn't because you kind of get blinders sometimes. And like you just you have to kind of figure out how to reconcile all of that. Um, And the other thing, too, is like music production is very different than being an artist. So as a music producer, you want everything to sound sonically pleasing and in key and everything. But as a, as a musician, as an artist, as a singer, you want it to have some soul and some grit and some depth to it. So like switching back and forth between producing music and then singing, I kind of have to switch from my music, musician, my, my producer brain to my musician brain. So my, my vocals can sound kind of lifeless if I record them myself, if I'm not careful because it's hard to switch out away from that. This needs to sound perfect to this needs to sound soulful. And like, I care, you know what I mean? Like I give a shit about what I'm singing. So it's kind of hard. It's a weird dichotomy. It's hard to do that. It's hard to tackle both of those. So you just, so. Kinda, you just kind of needed someone more experienced in like producing and stuff to kind of take that, that part. Right. You it's kind of take the you. lead on. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'd never done anything with vocals before. So that, that was my very first experience really recording my own vocals, like for a finalized track. I've, I've recorded vocals just like, singing karaoke just to like screw around and see how i sound you know 
that's kind of how I uh, teach myself to sing, if that makes sense, as I like record my voice and like, oh, okay, this is where I need to fix that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'd never really recorded professionally or, you know, for actual project. So, but my second song, I did record myself. Okay. So yeah. Animal, your, your first song was called Animal. It was mm -hmm. pretty good. I liked it. I still have it on my <laughs> Spotify downloads. Good. Uh, I got to support, right? But uh, so when, when you were, you said that that was your first time ever like writing lyrics. Um, yeah. When you wrote that song, and by the way, anyone watching, you know, just take a few minutes and go on Spotify, look up Animal by Zach Haslow, listen to it, and then you get the context of what we're talking about. But uh, uh, so so like when you were writing that song, like did like how did you get the lyrics um, down onto the into the song? Because like like when you, when you wrote it. Were you just thinking mm -hmm. like, you know, I need to make like, like I'm trying to make pop music, like try, try to add like pop lyrics to it. Or did like the song have more meaning to you personally? Like where honestly, did the lyrics come from? Yeah. So honestly, the, the lyrics have zero personal meaning to me. <laughs> Whatsoever. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. <laughs> yeah. This is like, I, I guess I kind of write from a persona, if that makes sense. So I don't necessarily have to relate to it. I just empathize with what that person might be going through, you know. Um, but I don't know. It, the thing is, is like lyrics, sometimes they just fit. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have a specific meaning. You don't really have a goal for it. It's just like, oh, well, this rhymed, so it worked. That's really, that's it. That's That to me is how I write lyrics. It sounds really impersonal, but like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm objectively a pretty good artist, so. I, know, I don't think it's an uncommon thing that. at all either. Because I think a lot of artists actually do that, especially with like yeah. rap music, for example. Like, especially because mm -hmm. you need everything to rhyme, right? right. Like, of, of course, things like, you know, if you have, personal meaning to it it's always deeper but i feel like people mm -hmm. in general always think that like songs always have these personal meanings when that's right. not always the case yeah i mean i guess the thing for me is like i just kind of take the pop music structure a b a b c b which is your uh verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus like that's the structure of every basically every modern pop song ever has that structure so i just kind of break it down into that first and then go from there in terms of writing I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I said, like I, I make the melody first and then I put the lyrics into the melody where they fit well in it. That's about it. There's not really any specific meaning or anything. I guess subconsciously there probably is some sort of meaning, meaning, you know what I mean? Because it's coming from my brain. But um, it's not uh, it's not super personal or anything, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so far you've only released singles, right? You don't have albums. I don't have a whole anything. album, no. Have you thought about, you know, working on like a whole album? I know that's a lot of work. Maybe. Like, making so many much music, but... I'm indifferent about the idea. I don't think albums are important anymore. Um, I, I think having really good singles is way more profitable. Um, and it's just, it's, I think it's more inspirational and more creative and spontaneous, which is just how I am. So I think doing multiple singles is just better for me as opposed to compile. Maybe if I wanted to like compile into like a greatest hits album someday, if I ever, you know, um, have a decent music career, then maybe I could do that. But I, I don't really think it's important to make albums anymore. I feel like you've always been really passionate about music. So do you think that albums yeah. are becoming like a thing of the past kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who who downloads an album anymore? You download the songs you like off of an album, but that's about it. You know what I mean? People aren't buying albums. They're buying songs, which are not even buying songs anymore. They're streaming songs. So everything we consume is a micro transaction if that makes sense of that of that piece it's not uh you're not making this commitment to owning the entire album you're not paying ten dollars for you know what i mean you're not paying really anything um except for the upfront cost of using a streaming service that's all you're doing now so and even that's getting different 
so yeah, I, I don't know. Albums are completely obsolete. What do you mean by it's getting different? Well, I, just, I feel like streams are. I feel like I just feel a shift in that. I don't. I don't think it's quite tangible yet. I just feel like it's shifting again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna start to move away from streaming, if that makes sense. Give it five years, and you know we'll we'll re, we'll, re, we'll regroup then, revisit this. But yeah, I feel like it's gonna happen. It'll change again. How? How? Like in what? What direction do you think? Because like it's hard to kind of wrap your head around like what the next step is. You know what I mean? I guess it just depends on how we decide that we're gonna or how we naturally decide we're gonna consume media in five years, you know, like it, it always changes. You know what I mean? Like we had, you know, CDs and then it went to MP3 players and iPods and stuff and downloading stuff off of iTunes to streaming in less than 20 years. Yeah. I remember when, you know, you, mean? You, know you go on like the, I remember like, uh, I, I sound so young, but like, I remember when I was like in school and like I had my iPod or my iPhone and you just go to like the iTunes store you pay 99 mm-hmm. cents for a song, and now it's yeah. like, oh, now you just pay Spotify like 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, get... for all of the music in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. It's, it kind of reminds me of movies a little bit, from how it goes from yeah. like DVDs to now we have Netflix. Right, yeah, exactly. It, there's, there's no tangibility to music anymore. There's no format like that where people – you could buy it, and you know, you can – people do sell stuff on vinyl and sell stuff on CDs still. Like, that still happens, but that's not the mass – you know that's not where they're getting um, most of their co- consumption from. It's all it's all online. Yeah. Nothing's tangible in the music industry. Really. I, f- I feel like things like vinyl are more like for like a nostalgia kind of thing. Kind of like kind of yeah. like going to a diners. You know, what it's I mean? something it's like, like special. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think you're right, and there's just going to be a change. I'm not really sure what because it's always hard to wrap your head around like what's next. Yeah, I'm, you not, know? I'm not here to predict what it's going to be. I'm just saying I, there, there's a definitely a tangible change, and I think we're already going to go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you definitely see it, especially with like you know like TV shows and movies. It's like oh, it's pretty much the same thing, right? Well, the thing, yeah. Well, the thing is, you have like big companies like NBC and stuff now. They have their own streaming services for uh, for visual media consumption, right? So like. Once that hits, you know, then the music, the music industry will kind of make its own path again. You know what I mean? It's just going to constantly do this same thing once everything catches up again. Like, oh, they caught up. We got to do something new. Oh, they caught up. We got to do something new. So. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, so you have your music on Spotify. Um, you're not a SoundCloud producer. Thank God. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I do put my songs on SoundCloud, but I don't really, I, I don't pay attention to my SoundCloud basically yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. But I but feel yeah. like that's a good step to, uh, you know, have yourself on Spotify. I feel like that's almost like making a, 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 a like a short film or something and getting it on Netflix, essentially. Uh, not really. It's, it isn't is it really, it isn't it difficult to be get your music on Spotify? No. Really? No. So the thing is, is I use I use a it's called a um an aggregator. Yeah, it's called an aggregator. So um, I use DistroKid. So they're a distributor. So they basically act as like a like a record label in terms of distribution. So they get your stuff on Spotify, on the streaming services. I pay $30 a year for that to put as many songs out on on all the streaming services. So that's that's what it, they're a distributor. So that's that's what I use. So So how do you start from like if I wanted to start getting into music and uploading my own stuff onto Spotify, what are like the steps to get it on Spotify? Cause I actually have no idea. Well, you just use DistroKid or CD baby. So you just contact something them along. And... What? You, you just contact them and no, no, you just, you just make an account online. You pay oh, for okay. it and they put your music on Spotify. Hmm. 
it's really that easy. It's it's not really a complicated thing anymore. Um, but like you're saying, their the perception of having your stuff on Spotify, on Apple Music and stuff, it makes you look more established, more professional. You know what I mean? And also you're going to make money if somebody streams it. So I haven't made that much money off of my music. Probably like $50, including my performance royalties. So, um, I, yeah, $60, including my performance royalties. Because I made like $30 for my uh, live show, and I made probably $30 in sales and streams. Oh, yeah, you, you did have a live show. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Just that. Just one. How, how did that go? I mean, it went fine. I mean, it was my very first live show ever. And, um, I mean, I got paid, which is cool. A lot of people don't get paid to play um, their first few live shows or whatever. Which, I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing to not. But the, I think the problem with not getting paid isn't that you don't get paid. It's a lot of the time people make you pay to play, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like like a club will make you pay them to have a slot on on the stage, which I don't think is right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one thing if you're going to forego getting paid and it's just free all the way around. But yeah, it was cool, though. The way that it was set up was fine. Like I got paid and everything. But um, the structure of that uh, booking agency was not very professional. Um, and so I decided to not move forward with them and do any more shows with them. Um, well, the, the night of the show, it must have been like a crazy experience. Like beforehand, you're just like, or, or even like when you're on stage, you ever think like, man, I'm actually like doing a live show. Yeah. I mean, it was totally, it was, it was kind of a visceral experience. It wasn't like a huge crowd. There was probably like 40, 50 people maybe. Um, but it was cool. I, I made a couple new friends and a couple new fans that night that followed me on Instagram. Um, and, you know, it was just good experience. You got to get practice being on stage. Like, you just have to. So, and I need to do it more, but obviously we can't right now because of COVID. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's that's something I need to get more experience doing. So I need to find another booking agency I can work with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm proud of you. Like, you've definitely found, I believe it's your <laughs> passion. You. Uh, what I see from what you're doing, yeah, it's your passion. And you're constantly working towards it to, you know, have a future with it. And I think a lot of people, you know, I think I'm, I don't think music is an un, it's a rare passion. A lot of people have passion for music, but yeah, I, no, I, from people I've seen or that I've known that do ha- are mm-hmm. passionate music, you've definitely gotten a lot farther down the road than most people. Most people are not, mm-hmm. you know, doing live shows or getting their music on Spotify. You know, like they're yeah. not doing things like that. So it's it's really impressive. Well, I think because the thing is, is most people don't invest in their um, in their hobby like that. And that's that's the biggest problem. I think everyone kind of thinks like, well, this needs to just come to me. Right. It needs to come to me. And the thing is, you need to you have to you have to be willing to invest actual hard earned cash into this for you to garner real results, because I don't have a marketing budget or anything. So uh, if I paid, you know, for marketing and I paid for better advertising and stuff, I would get more you know sales and stuff like that i don't have the money to do that but i pay for what i can which is distribution you know i and um and just anything i can do but i but i also i save a lot of money because i do all of my own um graphic design work too so i don't i don't outsource that i don't pay anybody else to do that i don't pay anybody to do my photo shoots i do all of that myself i edit all my photos i do all my graphic design work all my marketing material is done by me so Yep. I don't pay a producer. I don't pay a record. I don't pay a audio engineer. Anything like that. It's all every. I do it all myself. So that saves you a ton of money because if you don't, if you're not, and it sounds really like pretentious, but if you're not multi talented like I am, it's it's a lot more difficult and a lot more money. 
so that's i think that's the biggest thing for people i think for a lot of people too it's just that uh, i feel like everyone is trying to get famous in a way because the internet has made it so easy to become famous and i feel like people famous i feel exactly i feel like people are more chasing things to get the quote-unquote clout points instead of actually you know caring about the music so to speak right um like honestly like and i'm not even gonna sit here and be like oh money's not a motivation it's absolutely a motivation for music because like if i can be paid to do what i love yeah yeah. Hell yeah! Why not? Why not? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. I think it's. Uh, I think it's really disingenuous for people to be like, "Oh, I do it for the love of the music only." And it's like, you, no, you, you just tell you them do they're it full for money shit. too. <laughs> they're just full of like, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, abso- they're absolutely full of shit. Like y- people aren't making music just to not ever make any money at it. If it's like something you're like you drive for, you know what I mean? If it's like your side hobby, you like to play guitar sometimes. Like obviously, it's different. You're just playing music to play music. But in my scenario and in most people's scenario who want to be a music artist, they're not doing it just because they like music. They want money. Yeah. And that's fair because if it's something that you that is valuable and the crowd likes it, people like it, you know, you should make money off of that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not immoral. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You should be able to make money off of something like that. Especially with the age of the internet, where it's like it's mm-hmm. so easy nowadays. Like, yeah, monetizing. Either getting monetizer or getting fame. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so easy, easier than ever before. And like, you know, you go on like apps all the time, like, like even like TikTok or whatever. And then there's like, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking about this last episode. There's like a hundred people doing the same trend over and over and over. Because yeah. why are they doing it? Because they want you know to build a brand to. Right. And that's the thing. thing. We've all we've all kind of devolved into this idea that everything needs to be a brand now, which that's that's kind of the age of the influencer. Right. So and I I subscribe to that whole thing, too. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, I don't try and do that because I have a YouTube channel. I'm trying to make money off of that someday, you know. But um, I think the big thing is, is I don't really care about um, being noticed, though. I, I just care about, like, having fun talking to people and making money. Yeah, I think I that's think, it. I think experience is a really underrated thing for most yeah. people. Like, I feel like people, yeah, you know, like like even if if for some reason like your music thing fails, like mm-hmm. at least you had the experience. You were on right. stage. You like yeah. gave it your all. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. you it's something you went through, and I feel like right. people undervalue that almost. Oh, absolutely, and I don't think they just undervalue experience in terms of like experiencing things. I think they undervalue the hard work that it takes to break into this kind of industry. I've been doing this for almost 10 years. I haven't broken into the industry or anything. I have a couple connections now, but that's, you know, that's still very tentative. It's not, it's nothing solid, you know? And yeah, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, all the connections in the world. You just need a few that are going to take you down the right path. The other thing is too, you have to diversify what you want to do because you can't just be like, I am dead set on just doing this. And I was like that for a while. I'm dead set. I'm, I'm going to do music and music only. And it's like, no, I mean, like, there's other, like, paths that can help you get there. Like, like doing YouTube or something, like, on the side for some extra money. Because if that can be your main source of income, you can focus on music more. Because you're not putting 45 hours a week into, you know, doing YouTube. You're only posting, you know, a couple times a week if you're, if that's your full-time job, you know. But it's like your full-time job's like, 10 hours a week. So you have a lot more time you can dedicate to something else that's your passion, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at in my my point in my life is like I I love music and I want to make money at it. But it's like I also like photography. I like film. I like making YouTube videos and I'd like to make money off of all three of those things. 
Yeah, you're trying multiple things for sure. Right, exactly, because because that way I can do things I like, and that's all I have to do to make money. I think what we're seeing for most people though is like uh, the illusion that it's super easy to like you know build that brand, so to speak, on the internet. That you're seeing a lot of people do things with low effort. I think yeah. a lot of people, a majority of the people that are you know quote unquote clout chasing again, I like the, I like using that term, uh, mm-hmm. are uh doing it with very very low effort because you yeah know, exactly. anyone can do it essentially but what but, you see from people that are succeeding is they're not doing the low effort thing they're they're they putting in a lot of time and yeah luck is a good part of it too right well the thing is yeah some people do get the low effort with luck right and then they explode right but then there are there's most people they work hard and then one of their things takes off, you know, gets them enough views or whatever, and then they get enough subscribers or whatever, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, like it, most of the time it's just effort. I know, but what I'm talking about, I'm talking about like the the low effort people, like the people who uh, tweet things that will get like because mm-hmm. they know it's going to get likes. The people posting videos with like obvious clickbait, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 TikTok trends, all that. It's like. Uh, but it, they'll very, die out. They'll fizzle out really quickly. That's what I'm saying is the majority of people are doing these low effort things to get famous right. and yeah. it doesn't it's work. It's like a get rich quick thing. That's yeah, they they're not they're not there for the long haul. Like they're not thinking about the long haul. They're like, "Oh, I just want to get there now so I can make this money now." And it's like that's not really the way you want to go about it because if it's something you want to do for a while, you know, you want longevity. You want to build a true base of fans that actually like you for you. You know what I mean? Having authenticity in what you do is way more important because you'll make money forever. Yeah. If you're authentic. And these low effort, like fame chasers, like that's why they always peak at like 10,000 followers. You know what I mean? And yeah, exactly. And then they die off. Yep. You, you never hear from them. And, and I guess the part of it is like, they're also like, it's, there's no uniqueness, I guess. They're all kind of doing the same thing as other people. Right. Well, but... one other thing that bothers me too is like I have absolutely no issue with brand deals and stuff like that and being upfront and just transparent about how you're making your money, right? There's nothing wrong with that because I think our culture has shifted to where like, yeah, well, that's acceptable. We're like, okay, that's okay. You have an ad in your video, like we get it. You got to make money, right? Um, I think the only problem I see now is like you have like meme pages on Instagram, right? That just shove hot girls in your face because they're getting paid to. And it's like, that's just really disingenuous and it's like i'm not i'm here for memes you know if i want to if i want to look at hot girls i go to like kate upton's instagram you know what i mean like i'm not (laughs) i don't go to meme pages for to see hot girls i can go find hot girls on instagram on my own so there's no value in that advertisement brand deals that bring value to the consumer is the best like that's the only way you should ever do a brand deal or anything like that get a cut of something is when you're you're bringing value to you like a product that you actually might want that's because hot girls get likes. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is most the most of the people that are seeing those, they're commenting that they're going they're going to unfollow if they do it again. They're getting annoyed by this. Like it's not yeah. it's not it's just making him money, and he doesn't care. Whoever's running this meme page, you know, they they don't care anymore. They're just like, well, I just need to make money, so fuck you guys. I don't care about my fan base. I'm just gonna keep pushing this shit at you, and then he's gonna die off because nobody's gonna look at his shit anymore. I unfollowed multiple meme pages because they started doing that shit. Yeah, I, I, it's I like I'm not there for that. Running your brand is kind of like running a business in a way, and yeah, I, I just, it's not a good. Business. It's not a good business decision. It's it's like no. short term thinking, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's short term money and a long term effect of a decline in your followers. Yeah, that's yep. that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to the Spotify thing, um, so I'm just trying to get this 
figure it out. So, because eventually, I'd like to put like this podcast on something like that. Yeah, so, DistroKid, like, dude. DistroKid. How much do you? Yeah. Pay, how much did you pay for? I pay thirty dollars a year. A year. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's yeah, for as many things you can put on there. Are thirty dollars oh, per? Pretty much. Yeah. Per... Pretty much unlimited. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, I I don't know about podcast link things. There might be a different plan for something like that. But um, but yeah, it's it's thirty bucks a year as far as I know. I'll, def- so. I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to get this on spot, I mean, get it on Spotify now. Like, yeah. Just go pay and do it. It's yeah. worth it. I'll look into that like, when we end get the it stream, on there for sure. Yeah, because like you know what I want to do with this is like see see I think that like, going back to the the fame chasing stuff like that I think it's and doing the same thing over and over I think it's good to like try different things like mm-hmm. me personally I've gone through a lot of different stages and I've stopped yeah. a lot of different stages mainly because I just this wasn't for me. It wasn't interesting. Right. It wasn't right. that I just quit, you know? Like, I was a filmmaker. We were filmmakers when we were younger. We used to make videos all the time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried doing a podcast once before, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't really feel like it was my thing. The, the kind of, like, way I had had it structured wasn't really for me. I tried it to do... disingenuous. Exactly. Yeah. I tried to do, like, Instagram, and it was just, like, it just seemed too uh, fake, I guess. Yeah, too fake. Into, yeah. You know, Absolutely. all these things are not for me. Um, and I think mm-hmm. this podcast for the first time, like having different people on and talking and like this and having it very structured where, you know, I'm on Twitch and then I upload on YouTube and I have this schedule. Mm-hmm. It feels pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and I, and, well, and like we're just talking naturally. It's not, it doesn't feel forced. Right. And that's exactly. how it should be. Yeah. And, and what I want to do with this is like, it's not really like for the clout or the favorite thing. It's like, I want to build this into a business almost. It's like, I don't know if I want the Dalton yeah. Edwards effect brand to be a podcast forever. Maybe we'll expand to other things. But as of right now, like, this is kind of what I want to put time into. Because yeah, I was yeah. thinking for a while, like, how can I make passive income online? And, like, yeah, there's stocks and stuff like that. But, like, yep. I, I would... But creative income is the best, honestly. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially if you do it right. And yeah. all the feedback and stuff. Like, this is our third episode only. And, you know, the channel's mm-hmm. growing pretty fast, I think. it's we're still We're still at low numbers, but, like, fast for the first three episodes. Yeah, that's um, good. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes. So hopefully, you know, it works out. Um, I, I think I just think like people in my life, there's a lot of characters. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're always having these crazy conversations and stuff. So it's like, why not just record it and put it up? Because it would be good content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have some wild conversations for sure. Oh, yeah. What are well, the... like the way that it's structured out, like it's, it's natural, which is how we get into those conversations anyways. So you got to kind of, I mean, it's really derivative, but it's you got to Joe Rogan it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to yeah. just like... You gotta just talk, mm-hmm. and, and like, like you're my family member, so it's like it's super easy to talk to you. Yeah, like, we've known yeah, each other yeah. our whole lives. Um, mm-hmm. when we were little, and speaking of when we were little, like we had some weird stuff go on, like paranormal wise. Oh, absolutely. Um, stuff I actually like still think about quite a bit. Uh, I was talking mm-hmm. to Alex and Brent the other day on the podcast, and I was gonna bring it up, but my memory of it isn't too great. Like, I don't want to tell the story and get like inaccurate um details in there because i remember the gist of it but i don't remember a whole lot but it was Mm. when we were in the woods and we there's this i don't even know what to call it like a a humanoid figure in the woods one day do you remember that day yeah you're talking about when we were at at the school at night um was that at night or was it no maybe it was was, during the day day. we were in the, the field that was next to the soccer field and then there's that big tree line and that's what you like saw something in there and I looked at it and I saw it too. Yeah, we had it on camera. 
That was mm-hmm. the important part. Remember that? We had the whole Yeah, thing. it was on the flip. I don't have that anymore. I know. It's I know gone. you don't. It's I, gone. It makes me mad. I wish I still had that yeah. footage cuz like I would love to put that on my computer and just like That'd be look pretty at it. compelling. It'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I, try, I think about that stuff cuz like we had a lot of like paranormal stuff happen and I guess that kind of like sparked my interest in like the oh, paranormal absolutely. discussions and stuff. Well, that that honestly solidified my belief in things like that cuz like I I was always pr- like I was like open to the idea. But, you know, but once, you know, once we were like 12, 13 years old, like when all that stuff was going down, that's when I was like, okay, like there's definitely something weird. So, and since then I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I believe in that. And I remember the the first night stuff was happening too. Like uh, we drove up to like three or four hours up to Anchorage, which is a, the largest city in Alaska and Mm -hmm. your aunt and uncle, right? My aunt and uncle's house. Yeah. We stayed at, we stayed at their place and Mm -hmm. some weird stuff went on. You remember, remember that stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, like the the first experience I had with that was, um, so I was laying in bed and then you were sleeping in the, so we were in the basement. So the way it was structured, you like go down the stairs and then you go down the hallway and then there's this, like this French door, like double door right here that goes into like the basement room. Right. And so you were in this bed over here and I was in this bed right here in front of the door. Um, I was probably like 10 feet from the door. Right. And, um, I'm laying in bed and I see the door open. Right. And like when you're laying in your bed, you can only see like half the top half of the door. I had little cousins at the time. So I was thinking maybe it's one of my little cousins that walked in or something. And so I yell out their names or whatever. And, um, there's no response. And then I see the door, I, I sit up. Right. And I, I just hear footsteps walking through the room. And then I see the door close and there was nobody there. So then I woke you up and like I laid in your bed with you because I was freaked out. Um, and that was kind of the first thing that happened with that whole thing that we called Phil. Yeah, yeah. We, we, um, named, we named it. We named the ghost Phil. Well, and we named it Phil because my uncle's father was named Phil and he had died recently. And I was like, well, that seems like the most logical explanation as to what, you know, why there'd be a ghost here. Because like this house was like new, like, you know, it, it was like probably 10 years old at the time maybe 12. It wasn't like, it wasn't a super old house or anything, new construction kind of thing. So I was like, there's no reason this, this house would be haunted, right? There's no good reason for that. So that was the only like explanation I could come up with. And so we named it Phil, but I don't think it was my uncle because it was different. <laughs> it's was, it was just kind of like naming your dog after like <laughs> someone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, but like, but it didn't just stay there because it had followed us. Yeah, back home. Yeah, I, I mean another another thing about that night uh, or the the next day that I remember is I remember we like every I think it was everybody in the house everyone in the house left or at least a majority of us in the house left and when we came back the room we had stayed in had like things had moved around while we were gone. Oh, you I don't remember that? that. I remember that things had moved around. Uh, I don't remember what exactly. I remember one mm-hmm. thing that moved around was like uh, it was like this. I, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a little like toy castle or something, and it was like a okay. Uh, like a dollhouse, yeah, something. kind of. But it was like uh, I don't know. It was made of some kind of like material, I think. But oh, like yeah. a tent kind of. Yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking you about. Remember that? that was Bella's when she was little. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And then we came back home, and that was like moved around. And I remember some other stuff of ours was moved around, and that was pretty weird. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, see, I don't remember anything moving. But yeah, that's that's freaky though. Yeah, but after that night, like. It definitely like followed us back because when we got home, I remember the night that we came home. You stayed the night at my my, my house. Mm-hmm. My parents weren't home, so it was just us two. And I just yeah. remember like, I remember we had that uh, that ghost hunting app on the, yeah. on the phone. It would like tell us different words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that shit was such bullshit. But like at the time, but, it was yeah, kind of fun. Just, but like things would actually like happen. Like I remember um, 
I don't know if it happened that night, but things definitely happened after you had left. Like lights would turn off and on. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember one night I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV or something, and then all of a sudden there's this big bang on the wall, and like the clock we had hanging on the wall like fell. Shook. Yeah. yeah and okay. Just weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that was kind of the first time like weird stuff started happening. Yeah. And then that was honestly that was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that. Because I remember we would play certain songs and it would spat, like bang on the wall or something, and then you play a different song and it'd do something else or it wouldn't do anything, and like. And I remember watching, I remember you were in the laundry room on your computer. I was sitting on the couch and I looked at where your bedroom used to be, right? At the door, the door was closed and I saw the doorknob turn and the door open. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, because you weren't in the room, but yeah, yeah. no, I told, I told you that later or whatever, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, no, I watched the door open. So like, unless somebody crawled <laughs> into the second story window and opened the door and then snuck out the window without me seeing that like there's no way that could have happened because mm-hmm. i'm pretty positive it was latched shut because i remember seeing the doorknob turn no i remember when i was younger i used to like whenever i leave my room i always close it like all the way yeah. so that's that definitely yeah. falls in line you know mm-hmm. it's fucking it's so creepy i don't know yeah I, no it was some crazy crazy shit um and then i remember um you were telling me you were in the shower at grandma's house and then something just banged on the shower wall yeah that's kind of towards the end of this whole ghost story i guess there's a lot of stuff yeah. that happened in between but at the end what had happened was uh, uh i was by i was by myself at night um my mom used to go over to her boyfriend's a lot and i would just be home and uh something weird something felt wrong like something just in that house like i just felt like i needed or in that apartment i just felt like i needed to like go like something bad was like about to happen so i was mm-hmm. like all right so I, like, packed up a couple things, and I, like, went over to, walked over to my grandparents to stay there, and then uh, I got in there, and I was like, hey, I'm going to stay the night, and they're like, that's fine, and I went downstairs to take a shower, and the shower's kind of like a stand-up shower where you can close the door, and uh, I was in there, and I was showering, and, you know, I just got, like, shampoo in my hair, my eyes closed, and all of a sudden, there's bam, right on, like, the shower door, and I, like, jumped, and I had, like, this washcloth over my face, and I, I took it off, and I looked, and there was just nothing there. And I was like, uh-uh, this is done. I am not fucking with this. This is getting crazy. So yeah. I, like, I got out of the shower. I didn't even, like, I had shampoo in my hair and shit. I got out, dried off. I went over there upstairs to my grandparents. I was like, I was like, something's going on. Like, I kind of, like, explained what's been going on. Not the full story, but, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, Some enough. It, yeah. And uh, I remember my, you know, our, our grandma's pretty religious, or at least was at the time. She was writing a book about religion and all that. And, uh... She walked around the house with a uh, like a like a cross and like said some prayers and stuff. And that was before um, our grandmother had a stroke and she's disabled now. But th- I think that was yeah. before that, so she could like walk and stuff. And she like kind of went all over the house and like did a prayer and stuff. Yeah, and I don't then, remember if that was before or after, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, after that, it was gone. Nothing, nothing ghost wise weird ever happened to this day. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah, I haven't really experienced anything ever again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember vividly that was, like, the last time something crazy like that happened. It kind of makes me think, like, if that prayer or whatever worked, like, I, I kind of wonder what would happen if that didn't. <laughs> you know, like, right? what would have yeah. happened? Is it, because, because ghosts, like, follow people, right? Like, or that's what they say anyways. It's like they can, like, attach themselves to Yeah, they'll, like, latch on to things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it did. It latched onto us. It, like, left Anchorage and came with us. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. And it stayed, I think it stayed with me for sure. And then... 
it was kind of yeah. following because like yeah, I went from Anchorage to my my mom's house, mm-hmm. and then, and then I went to my grandma's. grandparents' house. Yeah, exactly. And well, I remember I remember there's one thing that happened at grandma's with both of us together is um, I remember the light flipped like turned off right. And I went and like went to go turn the light switch on or like flip the light switch or whatever. And it was the light switch was down and then it drained my phone battery immediately. My phone was like, I don't know, like probably 50 percent or something. And then it just died. Mm-hmm. It was weird, like all in the same go, like in like two minutes, like all that happened. I, I definitely think the creepiest thing that happened with like the ghost was uh, mm-hmm. when we were being our paranormal investigative selves. And we were just kind of mm-hmm. like looking around the house and like doing stuff. And you took a blanket in the yeah. living room. Oh my god, this always gives me chills. Yeah, literally. You took, you took a blanket and you like shot it Threw up in, in the, the air. air, and like nothing happened the first couple of times. And then you mm-hmm. did it, and then it like went around a head, like uh, someone yeah. was standing there. I still remember that. Like it I like still picture that. Like slid across it. Yeah, that was. I know. I remember the exactly thing. what it looks like yeah. too. It was like that was yeah. terrifying. That it's was still, horrifying. That still freaks me out to this day. Yeah, it gives me chills every time you talk. Every time I talk about it, or you talk about it. God, that was nuts. That was insane. That was like the most visceral experience I've ever had mm-hmm. with the paranormal. Yeah, it, that's I don't. It was weird. the The one other thing that I can remember was, and I was I'm not even sure if I actually saw anything because like um, sinks are shaped weird. But um, I just remember washing my face in the sink once, and I thought I saw something behind me in the reflection of the sink. But sinks like kind of warp everything, so I don't know. But yeah, it was that whole experience was insane. Yeah, that that I don't know that that it was old, protected. That old apartment I used to live in was just kind of weird after that. Cause... Yeah, it was it was protective for a while though. I remember that. What what do you mean? Like, I just I I don't know. For one, it felt like it was protecting us from certain things, and also I remember like almost getting hit by a car and then like noticing, like it was gonna hit me or something. You know, yeah. like at the last second, I, it just felt like it was like a weird protective presence. Like it wanted to make sure that we stayed alive for some reason. Mm-hmm. It was weird. That I don't was know. weird. Yeah. That is crazy. But I don't know. I remember I would get like, when I lived there, I used to get these like dreams when I was a kid. It was like the same dream kind of over and over. Or, or maybe, no, it wasn't the same dream. It was, so, so the presence in the dream, the character I'm about to talk about was kept showing up in my dreams, but the dreams would always be different. So like, I remember the one dream I remember the most was I'd be like, in my dream, I'd like wake up. And I, like, leave my room and walk down the hallway into the living room. And this is, like, a small apartment, keep in mind. Yeah. And, you know, I walked to the living room, and then I looked to the left, and we had, like, this sliding glass door that would lead to a balcony. Yep. And uh, right outside the balcony, like, stuck, like, to the window is just, like, this black figure. And, it, like, the face oh. the face kind of looked like a cat, I think, kind of. I don't know. That's kind of, like, how Freaky. I remember it. But it was, like, this black figure. And, it, like, but it would always show up in different spots. And then, like, the next night, I'd have a dream, and I'm just, like, walking out. But this time, I turn to the to the right, and, like, For I look kitchen. in the kitchen, and there's that window that's, like, above the kitchen yeah. sink. And I see it in there, and it's just, like, in the window. I used to have Ugh. that dream all the time. And, uh, but that's it's, it's, it's and, and funny enough, the dream stopped after I moved out of there and moved in with my grandparents a few years later. But Weird. the, the weirdest part is years and years later, when I was, like, 19 years old, right? This is just a couple years ago. Um... I made friends with this guy, his name's Nick, and he lived in the same apartment building after mm-hmm. I had moved out, but he lived in the downstairs apartment. It was four different apartments. Um, yep. And, you know, he, I had brought, or I can't remember who brought it up. I brought it up, I think, because I went over there one day, we we're just hanging out, 
um, with a group of buddies, and I, I told him about, like, the dreams I was having, and you should have seen his face instantly changed. He was like, he's like, what? And I was like, because another reoccurring nightmare I had was, uh, I would go downstairs to the apartment building, and there's this downstairs that leads into yeah. this creepy basement, and mm-hmm. again, like, like these dreams I'm having with, like, this figure guy, right? He's yeah. in that hallway down there in the dark, oh, like, as I'm walking on. by, and it's fucking creepy. He's, like, standing yeah. in this creepy downstairs basement hallway, and I, and I was telling Nick about that dream, and he goes, dude, I'm not even kidding you. Since we moved in this house, every night I have dream like like nightmares about that downstairs basement thing. And uh, he said, like ever That's since I, ever since I moved in this house, I've been having like sleep paralysis. And yeah. he sees things, and I don't know. It was like this big, the craziest, like biggest coincidence I like ever heard. Because like I was having these nightmares when I was like little kid. Yeah. Of this downstairs basement, and he's having the same ones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He didn't As say he didn't say he was seeing like these that figure that I was talking about. But like he's having the Either same way, ones. Either way, though, yeah, yeah, he's like twenty two. So it was like it was. I don't know. It was crazy. I, I to this day, I still think there's something about it, like about that place. It's just oh, absolutely, yeah, that place is haunted. <laughs> yeah, it was also like structured really weird. It was like off the road, but like kind of like deep in like these woods, I guess. Like it was like surrounded by these woods, kind of in the yeah, back, was, and it was yeah, just like kind a of a little property. Yeah, and it was, like, dark and, like, because we used to walk around all the time. just before we could mm-hmm. drive. And it was, like, you know, like, walking up to the house. I don't know. It always, like, creeped me out a little bit because, like, mm. it's just, like, dark woods, like, all surrounding it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's... Kind of looming for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's creepy, though. But I, I think, I don't know. The one thing, because we, we did go through a lot of, like, weird paranormal stuff. And I feel like you could almost write a book on it. But mm-hmm. I think the one thing that really, like, stuck with me the most is probably, like, uh, what, what, what we've called the energy shifter. Do you want to like yeah. explain that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, this it is sounds kind of ridiculous that... at first when you're like talking about it, I guess. Yeah. But... Well, you know, like grain of salt, it, whatever. This is our experience as kids, but, um, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not bullshitting, you know, this is something that we saw, um, as, as yeah, like 12, 13. Um, but I mean, yeah, we called it the energy shifter just because like it would change shapes, I guess. Um, but the, the reason we brought this all up was because of this. The thing that we were talking about, we were like by the school and um, it was something that you like saw in the woods and we had it on film. This is what we're talking about. Um, So there's this like ski trail that's behind our high school um, or where we used to go to high school. And we would walk through there like after seeing that we would walk through there to like try and find it again. And we've seen it a few times. Um, but I remember the one time that really freaked me out cause I saw it like in the woods, like in the trees, like in this little clearing or whatever, there was like, just like trees kind of overlapped. And I remember seeing it and I got like, I just like bolted and I like lost my shoe for a second. Cause it like got stuck in the mud. That's probably, that's like the most like thing. That's the biggest thing I remember. Cause you didn't see it, but I did. Yeah. Cause I looked over and I just saw it like in the tree. It was like broad daylight too. Yeah, and I remember we were just kind of like walking through the trail, and then all of a sudden you just panicked, and you were like, "We need to go!" And like yeah. instinctively, like I'm going to book it too, right? So we're just running. And I remember originally I was like, "I think he's fucking with me," right? But then we yeah. got home, and you like drew a picture of it, and that just creeped me out. Yeah. I was like, "I think you're like you seem shook, like you were shaking." Yeah, no, <laughs> like it was freaky, dude. Yeah, because I saw I saw it like twitch, like move, like. Like it like formed into the trees, if that makes sense. Like it shape shifted, like 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 we said, energy shifter. Like it shape shifted into the trees. 
Mm -hmm. It was like just morphed into the trees. It was bizarre. The most, most, most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I don't remember if this was before or after that, but I remember, uh, like we were talking about when this, we first started talking about this paranormal stuff, I had this mm -hmm. little flip camera. It's like a little flip minnow, yep. uh, small little white camcorder. And, uh, we used to just film stuff all the time because we were like making mm -hmm. dumb oh, yeah. videos back in the time, you know, we'd like film everything. And uh, we walked out there, and I remember we were on like the soccer field. I think it's a soccer yeah, field, it's a right? Soccer yeah. Field. We walked out on the soccer field, and out, out towards the out farther away from the soccer field, like there's like this tree line. The tree right? line, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And there's just like something standing, like a humanoid, weirdish figure just standing kind of out brown. there. Yeah, and I just remember yeah. like freezing up, kind of like don't go near weird. this, yeah. essentially. But uh -huh. I took the camera out. And zoomed in as much as I could and was, like, filming it. And I remember we had that film for a while, and we just kept watching yeah. it over and over. And like, what uh -huh. is this? But I don't know. And then I, we came well, then we came back the next day, I think, and it was gone. So, like, yeah. I don't know. That was... It was, yeah. Whatever was there wasn't there the next day. Yeah. But the thing is, too, is, like, there's so much... There's a lot of wildlife in Alaska. So, like, it could be a lot of things, but it didn't look like anything recognizable. Yeah. Like, you, we obviously, you know what a bear looks like. You know what a moose looks like. Like... Yeah, and I've ever only only ever seen a moose or maybe a bear around that around that high school because it's in the middle of town. There's not really a whole lot of whole lot of wildlife. There's some moose that go through there, but yeah, it's a pretty small town. But like, I definitely, yeah. oh, I just I just remember seeing it. I can still picture it. It was just like a yeah, it, was, it, it definitely was, wasn't an animal. It was like a humanoid no. thing, type it was, of thing, kind of hunched a little bit. Yeah. But it was like brown. Yeah, it was brown. I remember it being yep. brown. I remember that too. Yeah, man, that was that was something else, man. Yeah, it was weird. I, I remember going home that night or that day or whatever, and uh, just like we both had, I think we both had our laptops or like we we're both on like a computer or something, and we're just like mm -hmm. researching, researching as much as we like can. Crazy, and, like, yeah, like, yeah. And that's well, that's when like Slenderman came around. Was right then. That was like right. I remember you telling me like, oh, maybe it's Slenderman or whatever. Like kind of half jokingly, we were walking up the hill at Readout, and you were telling me that I was like, oh, maybe it's Slenderman or whatever. Um, but that was like. This was the Slenderman thing, like, happened after we had seen this already. So then we kind of like connected the two because it was slightly similar in a way to Slenderman because Slenderman's kind of shape shifty in a way, you know. Um, but yeah, so like, I just remember that kind of whole thing getting tied into it a little bit just because it was like, well, that's weird because it was like just really opportune timing, I guess, for it to yeah, pop yeah, up in they're their pretty, They're kind of surprisingly similar. And I mean, nowadays, you think of Slenderman, it's kind of like me. It's like a meme. It's like a joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. At the time, the Slenderman fear was like real. It, it was, was real. It was, yeah, like, yeah. A lot of people were scared well, of Slenderman. Well, like a couple, of years after, a couple of years after that, that's when that girl like almost killed her friend over Slenderman. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, that whole thing was very visceral, very real for a lot of people. And, like, it just – it kind of – it just fit really well with, like, the whole situation that was going on with us. It was like, well, fuck, what if it is, you know? Like, it's – I don't know. It's just – yeah, it was weird timing how that happened. Are you trying to say it's Slenderman? No, I'm not trying to say it's Slenderman. I'm just saying it's just weird timing, though, that that yeah. happened. And it was, like, kind of similar. I don't, It wasn't exactly the same at all. But, um, but it was, you know, there was like a weird similarity about it. Like this weird paranormal creature that like could be invisible and, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just bizarre, bizarre. Yeah. And I remember for a while there for, for a little, for a little while, I think I was just like trying to figure out what this thing is, right? Like, what can I match this to? You know, like looking up like cryptids and like all yeah, this stuff. Cryptozoology. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how can I, how can we figure out what this is? Right. Right. And 
there was like no matches it, like no, nothing, nothing really like I don't nothing know. really matched what we were talking about yeah exactly no, nothing like really fit the description um until like a few years ago I, I i remember reading about this thing um i don't know if you know a lot about it but it's called the the black stick man phenomenon okay and uh people like are reporting these like two-dimensional like stick figure things they're really tall like okay. six seven feet tall um all over the world primarily in like russia and like other areas um but it's, yeah people are just like see, they're kind of like shadow people i guess okay. except like not not yeah. necessarily corporeal uh, but apparently they're like entirely flat so weird yeah so a theory is like if this thing if it was real then like i know it sounds super far-fetched i probably explained it kind of shitty but like uh when you look into it it's a lot more mm. intricate compelling detailed. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like a lot of people think it's like oh it's like a two-dimensional creature that's crossing into like the third dimension or something okay i don't I mean, know it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your hand around for yeah, sure. yeah yeah it's, it's definitely a size discussion but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely butchered that story, but like, if you look it up, it's actually pretty compelling and like actually pretty interesting. And I don't know, just, okay. like when I was reading about that, um, it kind of reminded me of. I don't know if you ever sent that to me, but yeah, I, I might have not. I don't know. It was a couple of years ago. I think there's still stuff okay. on it though. Um, Probably. I don't. I mean, the internet doesn't just delete things, so yeah. Uh, sometimes it does. Well, they don't delete things, but Google will bury it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Dude, I want to talk about that video that you had sent to me, that guy's Facebook Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, you want to talk about something that's paranormal on camera that's, like, couldn't even be edited because it was live? Yeah, that. That was wild. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was something on Reddit, right? Yeah, I was on, uh, I'm subscribed to the r slash cryptozoology page. I think that's where I saw it. Okay. And, uh, I don't know, like... I feel like we were really into cryptozoology at, like, a time where, like, TV was really, like... Into cryptozoology. Yeah, like, Animal yeah. Planet was doing <laughs> stuff, and, like, yeah. ID, and, I don't know, all those channels. And it was kind of like a fad, I guess, on television. They don't really mm -hmm. do that much anymore, but, um, I don't know. I, once I really got, recently got into Reddit, like, a year ago, um, I joined the cryptozoology page, and it's a lot more, like, redefined, I guess. Like, it's less, like hollywood studios you know making ghost yeah. shows to like it's make just regular people yeah exactly and just yeah. a lot more stuff about it um and something that kind of like got brought up after i had stopped paying attention to that kind of stuff was uh was the dog man and the dog man mm -hmm. is essentially like a, a dog creature that stands on all four it's basically like a werewolf except they don't without it's the shape yeah it's without the shape shifting yeah. essentially and like people don't know where they're from and they're all over the world and they have just as many sightings i shouldn't say just as many but like a lot of sightings similar to like Sasquatch how Sasquatch has like so many sightings and that's what kind of like got me interested in it because at first I thought it's kind of dumb like it's like a, it's a dog person you know like it it sounds like oh, those yeah. ridiculous cryptids but like then like you hear about like the amount of people seeing these things and like the stories behind them and like this community that's super active and like they swear to god that they've like seen this thing and like they just want to go out there and tell their story and there's these people that don't really want attention they just like want to figure out what the fuck they saw you know yeah. And, uh, anyways, I was on the, on the, on the subreddit and I was scrolling down and there was this video of this woman, I think it was a woman, right? I don't know. It was a, a some woman with like a Facebook live and like a, the story behind it was that she had been seeing stuff in the woods and around her property for a while and something was out there and she was Facebook living it and you can see all these people in the chat and they're like talking about it. I don't know who this person is, if they have like a following or if it's just That'd their private Facebook or whatever, but, um, 
yeah. Anyways, she's she's like outside, or she's like right out, right, right, right by the like the back door or whatever, and uh, she opens it, and she like she's out there with the camera or the phone and kind of like looking around. This is live streamed. Keep in mind. So yeah, I, live. Yeah. So people, <laughs> the chat reacts when they see this thing too. So it's like I, yeah. I don't think it's a fake like a, uh, you know, to like mess Edited. with it or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's no cuts or anything. So yeah, and uh, she she's filming it and this like thing on like four legs and it, i don't know it looks it like jumps. a yeah like jumps past it's all oh, yeah. dude it's jumps so past the frame. creepy it's crazy yeah and she, you know so people like found the, the the woman's facebook and was like posted or they linked some photos she had posted and there's this picture they, like, enhance it yeah they enhanced it because it was kind of dark and like so they, they took this picture and there's literally like this werewolf face in the trees mm-hmm. and like it's really hard to see in the original picture but some reddit people like took it and like brightened up the exposure or whatever and you can see it clear as day and it's like it's just this wild. wolf face in the woods and it's all you, sh- you should try it can you link it somehow yeah yeah i, I probably can um okay. if i can find it but yeah man I, I as soon as i saw that i was like i gotta send that to you because you've always been into like werewolves and stuff yeah well just the supernatural and cryptozoo i mean i just i've been into cryptozoology i mean almost as long as you have so yeah um pretty crazy so it's like it is how long have you been you've been into werewolves since you're like a little kid like tell me about that while i try to find oh that, absolutely like... i mean i just i used to i just loved werewolves i mean we're, i always just thought werewolves were really cool um but i just i had some weird shit going on when i was a kid too that was like it was just bizarre i was probably like 11 you know um but uh i just had weird shit going on like i i, I was like sleepwalking i'd like wake up outside um, and I remember having dreams of like running with wolves or getting eaten by wolves or being a wolf, stuff like that. And it was just like, it was just this weird, crazy experience with wolves and like me, like, I remember like, um, this one, like, like on a full moon, I remember having this terrible stomach ache for no reason. Like it just hit me all of a sudden. And then I remember like touching something my dad had that was like made of silver and it like shocked the fuck out of me. Like it was just like weird shit that was happening in my life that like made me think there was something weird going on with me that's like paranormal. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's like my that's I guess that's my experience in terms of something like that. It was just weird. It was a weird experience. Like I said, I was like eleven, so it's not like how else am I gonna process it, you know? So, but yeah, that was that. I don't know. I mean, that's my experience with that, I guess, other than movies. But I've always just liked werewolves. So, all right. So, I guess the subreddit is on uh, humanoid encounters. My bad. But I have it pulled up. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll play it. Uh, I don't really have this set up to where you play things super easy, but we can try. Um, all right. So, let me pull this up. And I'm going to play it. So yeah, this is the chick that's streaming. And as you see, there's like people in the chat. Uh, I'm going to fast forward a bit. So this person's been reporting seeing some kind of creature uh, in their, on their property. Okay, so here's the stream. I'll try to pause it too um, when it pops up if you miss it. But uh, one sec. That's my backyard. in a little piece. Oh, you see that? Oh, that's gnarly. Hold on. That's gnarly. That's gnarly. Look at that thing. Hold on. I mean, I can't see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, I'm talking to the stream. 
Yeah. Oh. See that thing? I'm just gonna re replay it a couple times. You could probably find this. Dude, that thing is so creepy. Here, I can I can message you the still you sent me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go ahead and do that. Isn't that gnarly? Yeah, and the same person. See, you see the chat. They're like, "What the fuck?" They're like, "What? What was that?" You know? Oh my god! Like, like the chat's reacting. Like, so like that's that's not that's not faked. You know? <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. That's insane. It's it's wild, dude. When I saw that, I couldn't believe it because I remember when I was really into cryptozoology and paranormal stuff. It's like you know, seeing evidence is like the biggest part, right? Like, why is there no concrete evidence? Why does everything look shitty? And yeah, this looks shitty because it's a fa Facebook Live, right, on like a phone. But this is some compelling evidence, right? And especially the thing you're about to send me—that's like straight up like evidence, you know, of something going on. Oh, absolutely. Which is a lot yeah. of stories and cryptids and stuff like that. They don't have the sufficient evidence for these kind of uh, things um, why can't i find the i can't find the one that you the, the still you sent me um all right so this is also one of the photos uh oh that's a different one that's that's the one you were talking about where they saw you could see the face in the trees yeah yeah this is oh which one are, other one are you looking for i'm trying to find the one where it's the still of the of the thing jumping oh i got you got you yeah, I'm try trying to find it in my well, if, you find, if you find that, feel free to send it. But yeah, this is also another photo that that person had taken um, of something in the woods. I think this is with the exposure up. I'm pretty sure. Um, but that's also pretty damn creepy. Uh, I would not want to see that in my backyard. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, is this the other thing you sent me? That's, that's the slowed down version. Okay, let me see if I can open this up somewhere. Alright, so this is the slowed down version, I guess, of the video. Look at that. That is so terrifying. But what the Screw fuck is it? That. I don't know. It looks like a... I don't even know. I ain't about that, though. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's I creepy, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know people that, like... I, maybe it's because I've been through some, like, paranormal experiences, but, like, mm -hmm. I know people I've talked about, and I don't tell this story very often because you always get the same reaction, um, that, like, you yeah. know, people won't, can't relate to it unless no. they've been through it, right? Um, yep. And so a lot of times I don't really tell that story. I hear it's fitting because, you know, the podcast, but, and, you know, it's nice to talk about it because we haven't talked about it in a long time. Um mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't know. It's you. Ha you have to have your own experience, man. Otherwise, it's, you yeah, it's not easy relate. to talk about because you sound nuts. But like, we're not bullshitting you. This is just stuff that we've seen. Yeah. Stuff's... I don't like. We don't have. We have no no other better way to like process the information. Like, where the hell? Why can't I find it? Whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll try and find it. I can send it to you later, and you can put it in the chat or something. Yeah, I'll probably post it in the community Discord. Okay, that's, that's a good fine. idea. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but paranormal stuff's pretty crazy. But like I keep mm -hmm. saying, you have to have your own experience to kind of relate to that kind of thing. And then when you do, you realize how shitty it is that you cannot explain that to other people without sounding fucking ridiculous or like you're lying or whatever, yep. you know? Um. 
that's like a, I remember one time I was walking with my roommate. We were just, there was one in a different house we lived in. It was like mm-hmm. three, th- three minutes from the store. And we were walking. And I was just joking with him because it was like dark out. And I was like, can you imagine if like we just got abducted by aliens right now? Like, like if we just got picked by aliens and got dropped off tomorrow, like we w- would never be able to tell anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, we, exactly. we would be the only enough. ones. We would bond. You know how much we would bond right now? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like we would be the only ones that'd be able to even say anything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, like there's, there's so much like stigma around the idea of that kind of thing because it's it's completely out of people's paradigm. It's not within what people think is normal or okay to like talk about for some reason and like i don't know i guess like yeah i get i get that it sounds crazy but like there's so many sightings so many experiences with this kind of thing like there has to be some kind of truth to it mm-hmm. yeah and like uh, we were talking about bigfoot a couple podcasts ago and uh as ridiculous as it sounds because like bigfoot is kind of a stretch right like you would think yeah. you would find something by now it, there's got to be something because there's mm-hmm. just too many sightings too there's many too many yeah um, and same with like aliens or UFOs or whatever. I feel like those mm-hmm. are Bigfoot and aliens are kind of like the two biggest things that are being seen or even like yeah, this dog absolutely. man phenomenon. Like, like there are just so many that you're telling me every single one is either a lie or a misidentification. Right. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I just don't buy it that there's that every single one of them is not true. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah. Especially when there's so much about the universe and stuff like we don't know, you know? Right. The, the, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, like space, for example, like like black black holes. I feel like are a good example, right? Like, yeah, like black holes should not exist. <laughs> no, they mathematically shouldn't. Actually, as far as I know, um, which yeah, I'm like there's there's so many things in space that there's no reason that they should be out there, but they are, and we don't really get it. And so yeah, I, I just I don't I it's. I'm at a point in my life where it's like, I've seen so many weird things like that now, like in my childhood, like you could tell me you believe anything and I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll hold water. I can wrap my head around the idea of anyone believing basically anything at this point, because we have no fucking clue. But to be honest, like nobody, I don't care how, how many degrees you have in the world. We have no fucking clue. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people too. Like I do believe science for quite a bit, but like, I only feel like science can go so far. Like, yeah. you can't answer everything, you know? No, not at all. Um, and even, with, and like, even science admits that. It's not it's not that pretentious to where it's like, oh, we know everything. Because they know they don't. Well, a, lot of, a lot of science people act that way, though. <laughs> I know. They do. A lot of science people do act that way. But, yeah. But true scientists that are just truth-seeking, they know that they don't know everything. Yeah. Uh, and, like, obviously, I believe in ghosts because of the stuff we went through. And just... Yeah. You know, also, if we hadn't have gone through it, I feel like I still would. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at everything as a whole and all the sightings and, yeah. you know, even, like, the, the the history of, like, spirits and, like, right. you know, yeah. human history and stuff like that. I, well, I, totally. It, it's not, like, an uncommon belief either. There's, there's, like, 48% of the population believes in ghosts or something. Like, almost half. Like, you're not really in – you're not, like, alone in that one. Mm-hmm. And it, at least with ghosts, like, I even, like, know people that have, like, had some kind of weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like my, my even my mom has had like an encounter when she was younger at like a place she was at and like I don't know I, I, I think like, go ahead I feel like most people have an have a paranormal experience yeah I I think most people are just critical of it until it happens to them yep. absolutely they're very skeptical which is healthy there's nothing wrong with being skeptical I'm still I'm still skeptical when people say oh my house is haunted I'm like eh because the way I see it 
98 to 99% of places that are haunted, quote unquote, aren't. I feel like something being haunted is very rare, but like you can tell the difference, I guess. I, I feel like you can kind of really just kind of feel the difference between if something is haunted or isn't. I feel like, but most of the time though, like vast majority of the time, I feel like there is a logical explanation for what's going on. But there's certain things that it's like, it's not physically possible for that to happen on its own. Mm-hmm. Do you still pay attention to like cryptozoology at all? Or like, do you like watch like paranormal stuff still or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like what, what do you mostly like watch or research or whatever? Um, I mean, I, I've been watching this YouTube channel that's been doing like ghost hunting and stuff. Um, so I've been watching that, but I also research the occult a lot. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, yeah. Um, basically if you don't know what the occult is, you probably live under a rock, but, um, the occult is basically the practice of magic essentially like, uh, witchcraft or, um, like the Western mystery tradition, um, like, uh, ceremonial magic, stuff like that. Alchemy is kind of under the umbrella of the occult but um it's it's a it's a lot of different things there's a lot of different flavors a lot of different people that have found a different facets of it like it's a it's a kind of a that's a very all-encompassing term for a very wide spectrum of belief systems um but but the occult isn't necessarily religion there are religions that follow occultism but um the occult in and of itself is not a religious thing um but yeah, no, I, I have done extensive research on the occult, though. I've, I've pr- probably researched that for over 10 years at this point. Wow. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, it's just something that's always intrigued me. I've always found it interesting. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've researched it a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I've always been interested in that and ghosts and stuff. I, I don't know. It's always been drawn to that kind of thing and i'm not i'm not even like obviously i'm not alone in my family in that either like you've always been interested in you know ghosts and paranormal and aliens and stuff like that and i've been always been uh interested in ghosts and the paranormal and the occult and my sister is also interested in the occult i just come to found kind come to find out like a few months ago um so i don't know i feel like there's like this well in like uh your cousin my aunt Brittany, like she's into she's into stuff like that as well Kind of, sort of, anyways, like spirituality and stuff. So there's like, I feel a, like it's, a connection, kind of. Yeah, there's like this common theme in our family. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, it's not unique to me in my, in, in our group of, you know, bloodline or whatever. So, but I don't know why it is that we're all so interested in that. Um, yeah, I've always just, I don't know. Uh, what I think, you know, I, I don't think it's an uncommon thing to be interested in. But yeah, I definitely think long term, like we have been interested in that stuff for like quite a while. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I just remember how it started for me. It was like being interested in this kind of stuff was uh, it's just like some show was on TV and it was uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Okay, and like they yeah. were telling a story about like the Mothman. And like right, right. it like kind of like freaked me out. I'm like, what? The Mothman what? is what? Yeah, I think that's what definitely threw you into all of this. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think it was for you? Um, I think it was honestly Harry Potter. Oh, really? Straight up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, because I, I loved magic as a kid. Um, I, I loved the idea of wizards and stuff. Um, like when I was really little, like probably like four. And then I saw the first Harry Potter and then like just even more into it. And then like I actually learned more about like the occult, which is, you know, an actual thing, not just not Harry Potter magic, but like actual magic for lack of a better term, um, which, you know, I mean, obviously it's its own thing. It's like, it's like religion. You're not, not everyone's going to believe in it. Right. But, um, but it is a very well established 
thousands of years old practice. It's the oldest um, organized practice ever. Yeah, I, I, th- I think there's honestly something to it. Like, you know, you see throughout, like, human history, like, you know, talks of magic and witchcraft and Yeah, well, all that that's stuff. what I'm saying. Every single culture has had a form of magic. Every culture across the world. Like, you can find any single one. They all have a supernatural, um, like, means to an end. Yeah. Every, every culture. Every single one. So, um, yeah, like, you can you can test me on that. Literally, go look at any single culture. There's there's magic in every single culture. So it's not like this. I think it's kind of bizarre that it's become so taboo to, like, talk about or, like, legitimize. Because it's like, okay, that's like saying you can't talk about religion in a legitimate way. You know, it's like, unless you're staunchly atheist, I don't see why you can't discuss that kind of thing. I don't know. know I I feel like it has, like, a stigma to it to where, like, it's kind of, like, leaning towards, like, like, Wizards and witches, like, like they're these, like, fantastical things that, like, you know, shoot fire out of sticks. And, you know, like, that's, that's not really how the occult works. That's just what it's morphed into in popular culture. And that's not what people are talking about when they say they practice magic. You know, it's what, very what, different. What does that mean, though, to practice magic? Like, what, what can you... So if you can't do... If you can't, so, like, shoot stuff out of your fingers, then, like, what can you do? <laughs> In the simplest terms, magic basically is um, using supernatural forces to um, manifest some sort of intention, manifest some sort of will into your life. Um, so it could be money. It could be love. It could be um, helping you get a car. It could be helping you... Um, just advance yourself in your life. It could be with spiritual growth. It could be uh, protecting yourself, giving yourself luck, giving somebody else luck, healing a wound. Like it's, it's practical uses. Uh, that's, that's practical magic. And then there's, um, there's more spiritual magic, which is ceremonial magic, which is where you're trying to connect with your higher self, trying to ha- connect with higher powers, stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's not w- like super, you know, you're not going to see flashes of light and shit. That's that's not how it works. Like, so the idea that people have in their head about it, like they have to break out of that because it's like that's not, no, <laughs> that doesn't happen. There, there aren't people do that'd be amazing. You know how fucking insane that would be if people were actually doing that. If people were actually doing that, we would militarize that immediately. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. If people could just shoot lightning bolts out of a stick, like sheer <laughs> force of will. You, you know what I mean. Like that's not happening on a, at least on a large enough scale to where anybody's noticed yeah. you know i've never seen it done like like i said i'm not gonna sit here and gatekeep and say that nobody can do can't do anything because i i have no fucking clue uh, like black holes exist like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm not gonna sit here and say whether or not people can or can't do anything because that's not up for me to decide um as far as we know it's not physically possible though so but yeah but the thing is it's like there is something to magic because I've experienced magic. It sounds kind of so, like, a, like, like a spiritual thing. It is. It's very spiritual. It's, it's very intrinsic. It's very, I feel like it's a very natural thing for people to do to like, for example, I mean, magic is like, if you're like casting a spell for lack of a better term is very much like prayer. Cause what you're doing with prayer is you're setting an intention, sending it out into the universe, giving it to God, whatever you want to call it. Right. To get something in return. Right what a spell is is you're setting an intention saying magic words or whatever um burning the candle whatever and sending that energy out into the universe to have a change happen in your life it's the same thing they're both the same exact thing really it's it's just um you can put a god into it or you don't but really the process is essentially the same it's sending your energy to the universe for something to happen 
So like I, I feel like it bothers me when it gets delegitimized because it's like okay, but then you pray, you're doing a spell. You know what I mean? It's not really any different. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it reminds me of uh, I don't know. This is the spirituality of it all. It reminds me of uh, when you came here for the for you just came back here for a little bit um, mm-hmm. after you'd moved, and we did a a past life regression. You remember oh, that, that in my was room? wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a past life regression is, it's basically putting yourself in a hypnotic state, usually with someone mm-hmm. leading it. In this case, it was uh, Michael Weiss, I think is what his name was. But he's a YouTube yeah. video on it. Um, you can try it out if you want. Um, it's, I was kind of nervous going into it, but um, I mean... Yeah, I, but you I, read I all these it. like deep, dark stories about like people's experiences. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, it Some people do have bad experiences. Some do. Um, but it, it's, it's important to realize that you can like snap yourself out of it. It's not like a deep trance kind of thing, but, uh, we both did it. Uh, you want to talk about yours and then I'll talk about mine. Yeah. Okay. So mine was weird. Cause I went through this door or whatever, and they have you like, you know, paint your picture of where you are. And I was like in this valley basically. Um, and, and there was like all these little like straw roof huts around or whatever. And I was this like old, like old woman basically I, I wasn't i wasn't white i was a different culture entirely um but i was just this old woman that was like carrying something i think i had like something for my baby because i was like about to give birth which was weird because i was old but i was about to give birth but i i go into this hut i give birth and then these like soldiers come in and kill me that like i basically appeared on my very last day well, yeah, because that's what they have you. They have you appear on your like your last day of that life or whatever. So that was basic. That was my experience basically. Like I was in this valley in this like tribe or whatever, and I get murdered after giving birth. Was it what kind of what kind of tribe do you think it was? Like a like a Indian I don't know. Tribe, I, I can't figure out where what culture or who it would be. So yeah, it sounds like an unreal experience for sure. Like it was like, bizarre, a, like a culture sure. shock almost, right? Like you're just like it in was. another culture almost. Yeah, like, no, it, yeah, it was very different. It wasn't like something in my paradigm at all. It was very, very different. Yeah, that sounds crazy. It was interesting. My, mine was really vivid. Um, I'm trying to remember like the the important details, but uh, I remember that they so when they they direct you into it, they kind of like set you up and like make your body like you know relaxed and all that. And I feel like they they have you imagine things at the beginning, just kind of like I feel like get your like mind ready for you know, the whole experience. And, uh, I remember, I mean, I'm just, just like, there's just this darkness and he goes, all right, I want you to look at your body and kind of like see something. So like, I'm looking, he's like, look at your hands and I'm looking at my hands and I'm like, I can't envision anything. I don't see my hands. Like it's not okay. working. And I, yeah. I just remember thinking like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then he goes, now look at your, like, look at the rest of your body. Try to like tell things. And I like, look at my feet and I'm like wearing like these cloth, shoes i guess and uh now he's like now look at your surroundings and then i like i look up and like i'm in ancient egypt and i'm like in the desert and there's like pyramids off to the side and like these like these stands and like all the way down this way is like a little market and i'm just like looking around and i'm like holy crap and like it's just like nothing i'd ever seen before because like obviously i've lived in alaska my whole life i've never been to ancient egypt but like just like being around it just like felt insane and uh, I remember he was like, next, we're going to move on to another scene or whatever. And then I'm inside this pyramid and it's kind of dark. Um, and, but you can still see, and there's these guys and they're like, you know, putting these 
these bricks into like the floor and the wall and all that. And uh, I'm just like standing there and I'm watching this and I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. I'm like watching the pyramids being built. This is nuts. And then all of a sudden this dude comes by with like this gold helmet and he has this big black whip and he starts whipping the shit out of these two guys that are like, you know, building the pyramids. And I'm just looking at them and I'm like, wow, wow, that must suck to be them. <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden some guy behind me like, and I, you don't actually feel it, but I can like see it happening. And some guy like pushes me down and he starts whipping me and he's like, get back to work or whatever. I don't know. He didn't say that, but like assuming that's what he's saying. And, you know, I'm taking the, then I'm like, oh shit, I got to start taking these bricks and like building the pyramids. And then I'm like, oh wait, I'm a slave. Like what's going on? Uh, and then we fast forward to, this is probably the most important part of the story is we fast forward again. And, uh, I forget what he's, what the hypnotist says, but it's relating to something with loved ones, I think. And, uh, I was in the desert and I was like, I'm outside town and I'm looking at like this woman and she's like, I remember she had like a beauty mark like right here. And she was, like, the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. And I, like, just felt, like, this, like, emotion of, like, love. Like, this strong, powerful emotion of love. And, like, but, but the thing about, like, this vision, I don't know if it happened in yours, but in mine, I couldn't make out faces. They were just kind of blurry. Mm. Like, you can't make out crazy facial features. Obviously, I could see she had a beauty mark, because I feel like that was important. But... As a whole, I couldn't see her face. It was just kind of blurry. But I still had this feeling like she's the most beautiful person in, I've ever seen in my entire life. And this little girl, like, comes out from behind her, and I'm like, oh, that's my daughter. And, you know, like, I'm just, like, with this family. I just feel, like, this overwhelming feeling of happiness that I've literally never felt in my whole life, I don't think. It was, like, a new emotion that I had, like, never experienced mm -hmm. before. Yeah, it was really crazy. And then, like, like in yours, we transport to, like, my last days... And I'm, like, yeah. on, on the stage, and I'm about to get executed for something. And I'm, like, on my knees in, like, a guillotine. And I'm looking, like, to my left and my right, and there's, like, this row of just, about, like, a bunch of, bunch of people. There's probably, like, 30 of us. All, like, I mean, I'm, like, kind of in the center to the left a little bit. And uh, I'm looking out, and there's this big crowd of people, and they're going to watch this execution. And there's this guy in front of me. He's speaking to the crowd. And I couldn't really tell he was saying. He was speaking in some kind of language that I couldn't really understand, but at the same time, I could understand what he's saying. Like the so, context. Yeah, like I can get what yeah. he's saying, but I can't literally understand it. It's, kind of, it's a weird, weird situation. It's like my head was like coming up with some language that I didn't even know. And he's like talking to these people, and I could tell he was like saying, this is what happens if you cross the king. And I'm like, oh, this guy's the king. Like he's like, what did I do? That's and, the pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I'm kind of, I didn't even like feel scared or anything. I just felt sad. I was like, what did I do? I don't understand. Then all of a sudden it clicked in me and I was like, oh, I stole from the market. <laughs> like, I'm a thief. Oh, shit. So, like, the, you know, one by one, each of these guys are getting their heads cut off until it comes to me. And then, bam, everything goes dark. And I, you know, some other stuff happens after your vision. But, like, I, I basically got out of it. So, I guess I was like a slave in a past life. And I don't know. To this day, that was a crazy, like, vision, if you want to call it. Like, I don't know how my brain came up with that. If it was just like my brain coming up with shit, or if it was real, I don't know. But like that was that was insane. I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I just remember like coming out of that and I was like, "Holy crap, this is insane!" And like, you can go online and you can go on like the subreddit. You could like read other people's stories, and it's a pretty interesting thing actually. Um, hmm. If if you haven't tried it, like you definitely need to try it at least once. I, I remember my roommate Brent. He was gonna try it, and he went through the whole thing, but nothing happened. Like it didn't really work for him. 
So like, and I, but I read that like if you try it and it doesn't work, to try it again, um, or try it a couple more times, and eventually it will work. Just kind of like a hit or miss kind of. Well, thing. some people don't have like a super like uh, visual memory, so it's hard to kind yeah. of imagine things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, well, I just remember like before we 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 went into it, you you seemed kind of skeptical, like you didn't think it was gonna work. But then by the time you came out, you're like, oh, actually, something did happen. Yeah, it, I don't. It wasn't nearly as visceral. For me, though, as it was for you, I didn't have any like emotions or anything really. Yeah, I just, I, that, out of that whole experience, the like emotion of when I saw my family, mm-hmm. who I'm gonna assume was my family, that was the craziest part to me. And I still, that's one thing I'm gonna take away from that was like, I had never felt that emotion before in my whole life. So, like, yeah, that's weird. I don't know how my brain, like, or my emotions or whatever came up with that emotion because I've never felt that way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it, it was pretty bizarre. That kind of stuff. That's cool. But I mean, like, spiritually, I guess, like, the, the reason I brought that up is because you were talking about spirituality and, like, you mm-hmm. know, the occult or whatever. It's kind of like the same thing, right? Like, uh, uh, reincarnation kind of Yeah, kinda it's, it's kind of in a similar vein, for sure. Yeah. Do you think uh, there's a link between, like, psychedelics and, like, spirituality? Like, the other side or whatever? Yeah. Um possibly i don't i don't really know i haven't i don't have any experience with psychedelics so it's hard for me to say but um i I guess there could be you know because i feel like if our brain is the gateway you know to spirit like the spiritual realm or whatever then i i could see how something like that could help you open the gate you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so well like think about it this way why why is alcohol called spirits it is i didn't even know that yeah (laughs) Like, yeah, beer, wine, and spirits. Spirits, they mean liquor. So, I mean, it's an inhibitor, right? But maybe maybe it does connect you to the spirit realm easier. I don't know. The other argument is that you're just really fucking high, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably the more plausible idea, but, you know, I I don't know. Like I said, I'm not the gatekeeper. I'm not going to tell, you know. I'm not going to say what you can and can't do, what is it isn't real, so. I I just know there's a lot of discussion about that, and, like, like, I know Oregon... Uh, legalized yep. mushrooms. So. Well, they did. They yeah. They, they legalized mushrooms and they decriminalized every drug. That's that's a huge step. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that the first? That's like, the first state to do that, right? Yeah, first wow. state. Uh huh. Um. So the in terms of decriminalization, you could like, for example, you could like have possession of crack or cocaine, heroin, meth, like a hard drug, and only be fined a hundred bucks. As opposed, you wouldn't you wouldn't get it like you wouldn't go to jail, like there wouldn't be time, like you wouldn't have a criminal record. You would just have to pay a fine or go to rehab. I kind of agree with that. I don't think drug users should too. be going to jail. Like, like if no. you're carrying a large amount, like 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 to, to distribute, you know what I mean? Then maybe if you're like but... a like a drug mule or something, yeah, that might be one thing. But like if you're just using and like you need help, I don't. There's no point in throwing them in prison. There's no good point. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot more plausible to just to do what Oregon did. I'm definitely a big uh, supporter of like prison reform because I feel like yeah, it's more of like a punishment thing than like a rehabilitation, right? Um, and it needs to be more of a rehabilitation. Oh, for sure. And there's a, there's a lot of I don't know. I had this weird phase where I was watching a lot of like prison YouTubers, like YouTubers that like gone through prison and stuff, and they're just like okay. talking about it and stuff. And it's like yeah, you know, so like the big prisons like in LA and stuff, like mm-hmm. you know, people go to jail uh, for little things, right? Like they go yep. to like prison for something like having weed yeah like they'll only be in there for like a year or two or something you know or not even just weed but like they, they do a crime right and they're in there for like a year or yeah two. like they but, stole a laptop or, yeah like right. they didn't hurt anybody yeah yeah and then uh they're in there for even longer because of 
the the rules of prison. Like you get in there, and if it, the prison's big enough, like you have to, you know, you have to join a gang, and like if they fuck with you, you got to fuck them up. Otherwise, people are gonna fuck yep. with you, and then you fuck with them, and then all of a sudden you go more time, and it's like uh, impossible. Yeah, yeah. That, I can't remember this one YouTuber. This one YouTuber I was watching. He said like he knew a guy that was only supposed to be in there for like a year, and then he ended up doing like thirty because jeez yeah because he's in there and then the rules of the game of prison it's stacked against you yeah pretty much it's like almost like uh i don't know like like you're in there to do your time but like you just rack up more time i don't know it's weird Uh, all right all right weird side note that has nothing to do with this i gotta point this out you kind of look like mr beast today mr beast (laughs) yeah i haven't heard that i I, I hear you kind of look like him today i hear elon musk a lot really Oh, dude, it got even worse when I joined Tinder. <laughs> you have no, no idea. No, I just mean dude. like today in particular. You kind of look like you're dressed like Mr. Beast. Oh, like and like you you kind of look like Mr. Beast today. It's weird. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be Mr. Beast if he wants. You know, if I get like infinite amount of money, that'd be cool. Yeah, go plant a million trees. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, did, did, uh, anyways, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like Mr. Beast. I don't, I don't watch him too much, but like I kind of like respect what he does. Yeah, I, I, still, I have I respect for him for sure. I still don't understand like how he gets so much money though. People uh, people say it's like through sponsors or whatever, but like I don't know. That's a so much money that he just like throws yeah. But away. when you have like when you're super like marketable, then you you can get paid like a hundred grand for a sp- sponsorship. Did you see that thing he was doing where like uh, it was his app where you like put your finger on the app? For like, you didn't hear about that? Oh, it was no. it was all over. Like, yeah, he had this like thing. I don't know how much money he was giving away. It was, it was a lot though. It was like maybe a million or something. Jeez. I uh, maybe not. It, it was a lot of money though. But like, it was basically like you could just download the app and you put your mm-hmm. finger on the app and you can't take it off. You take it off, then you're out. And the last person to keep it on got the money. And like, there's just people like like videoing it, like videoing their journey or whatever, like through TikTok or whatever. And like, there's just people that are like had their finger on there for like three days, and like they came down to like twenty something people, and like th- people are still holding on for like three days. And people were holding on for so long that I I think that this is what happened. He was people were holding on to it for so long that Mr. Beast was like, "All right, just stop. I'm just gonna pay everybody out." Because like every <laughs> they weren't like taking their fingers off. They got down to like tw- like fifteen. I don't people. think he was expecting them to like hold out that long. He's like, "That's kind of inhumane of me to just like." Let them sit here for like four days doing this. How do you even do that? Like, how do you just like stay for no three idea. days? A lot of coffee. You know, A lot you, of coffee. You know those people aren't sleeping. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Yeah. That's if you sleep, you could screw up. You, I guess you could tape your phone to your hand. Yeah. And then go to sleep. I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't risk that. Just in case, you know, something, something weird. Yeah. Something weird I wouldn't. Happen, even, like I would just stay falls awake. off or something. Yeah. You wake up, you'd be like, shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That would suck so hard if you woke up and your hand was off of it. Yeah, especially if you're like oh. top twenty. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. Like the closer you get, the least likely you're gonna want to like take risks. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like a million dollars for four days of being awake. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'd it was a million it. dollars, but like it was it was a lot of money either way. Okay. Uh, I have to look. I have to back check. He's that. very philanthropic for being like twenty two years old. Oh yeah. I, that's another thing. Like going back to the topic of like effort. Like he puts in crazy effort because like yeah again i don't know how he's getting the money but like he's doing that and like that yeah. is insane <laughs> like no one else is uh-huh. doing that the dude literally bought a fucking island and like had all his buddies there and like they played like in an elimination game for like a shit ton of for for the island i think he was just gonna give the island to whoever won whoever won that's yeah. nuts it's like oh dude, it's insane i Jeez. i don't even 
Like, I don't even know how you would, like, get started making that kind of content. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. That shit is, like, unheard of. Like, he has to... I don't know. I originally, when he first came up, I thought he was just, like, one of those, like, spoiled rich kids. It's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a fuck ton of money and just do whatever no, I want. No, he's just a super no, average person. Yeah, he's, yeah. like, an average dude. It's crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know. That. I mean, it's cool, though, when you see people like that. Because it's like, well, I could do that, you know? It's something to actually look up to that feels genuine. Because it's like, well, he's just not any better or worse than I am. You know, he's just a regular dude. Only difference is he has like $100,000 more than you. <laughs> I mean, even more well, than that. <laughs> way more than that. He's yeah. got millions more dollars than we do. But... He's like 100000 per video. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I've, I've talked about that with people before. I'm like, how does Mr. Beast get all of his money? And people are just like, oh, sponsors and stuff. And I'm like, are you sure? Because, like, can you really get that much money from sponsors to, like, you can, buy though. an island? Yeah. Like, uh, wow. That's crazy. Some islands are really cheap, though. Like, they're a lot cheaper than you might think they are. Some islands go for, like, the ho- like a price of a house. Not even kidding. Yeah. I so, heard, I heard yeah. a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but I think he, he bought Epstein's island. Really? Yeah. I think uh, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. You have to fact check me on that. I, I feel like that's not true. I feel like that's just like a, a shit piece for him. Probably. You know I mean? Yeah. Like they're just trying to like shit on Mr. Beast for some reason. Kind of that reminds, sounds fake. That reminds me of like uh, those rumors you'd always hear in like elementary school about like ridiculous things. You know what I mean? Like uh, like Marilyn Manson doesn't have Yeah, that was the first so thing I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That was the first thing I thought of. Dude, I feel like that rumor happened like everywhere for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I I heard that one in like middle school. I think, um, but yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Where do people come up with this shit? I don't know. I feel that's like... like a nationwide thing too. That wasn't like a specific to us. Like, <laughs> there's people across the world that thought that. <laughs> Where did that come from, dude? I, I don't know. Did he actually do it? I don't think you so. Gotta Google this shit. Google this shit right now. I was talking to Alex about that a while ago, and he said it was like somebody else. So, like, there's all these stories, there's people, so, someone got rid of their ribs to suck their own dick. But, like, every but story, really well, yeah, every story changes who it is. There's probably one out there with Michael Jackson, who knows? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. It's fucking wild. I, I don't know, that's that's weird shit. I, I, I get what you're saying, though, because there's a lot of stories like that. There's a lot of weird shit like that that we just believed. Like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, you're young, you know what I mean? The playground mm-hmm. rumors, I guess. Impressionable, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Zach, I think we're getting to our time. So uh, this has been a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. Uh, where can yeah. people follow you, listen to your music, all that kind of stuff? Um, just look me up. Look at my name. You'll find me. Oh, cool. um, I do, I'm do. i starting to do photography, too. So if you, oh, really? for some reason, yeah. If you, for some reason, live in Western Oregon and you need, like, headshots or you need uh, some portraits done, anything like that, hit me up. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely look up Zach Haslow on Spotify. Yeah. Listen to his tunes. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, hopefully we'll have you on the show again soon. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we got a lot of crazy topics out today. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. That's neat. That's neat. Uh, definitely check the description of this YouTube video uh, to join the community Discord. We got a lot of cool people in there talking about different stuff you can also keep up to date with uh what's going on with the show if you're watching this on twitch hopefully one of my handy mods that are in chat can post the link server link um otherwise oh you're also zach you're also a twitch subscriber right you subscribed i am yep i subscribed to the to the podcast all right what a champ 
Heck yeah. <laughs> well, All right. I gotta support my cousin's endeavors. Oh, of course, of course. Um, I will be back here on Wednesday at, I believe, 6 o'clock Pacific with Jeremy Godfrey. He is a military uh, soldier, currently inactive. We're going to talk about some military stories and all that, so definitely stay tuned. In the meantime, uh, definitely check out YouTube. We'll have this VOD up as well as other clips and uh, all that. So thanks for joining me, Zach. This was a great, great podcast. All right. Yeah. Peace out. Bye.